This is an important aspect of, of building an aesthetic is creating a brand recognition where people can see a photo or a video of yours and they don't even need to know who that video is from. They just instantly know without you saying it. True. <laughs> Alrighty. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. And welcome to episode eight of My, my Lash to brain, brain Cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I am Elliot Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that? I don't know. I felt like mix, mixing it up a little. <laughs> and I. <laughs> you know what? I am Elliot fun. Morris, <laughs> the first. Me. <laughs> Fifty percent owner of Light Heart LLC. Hey, 49. 40, 49 percent owner. percent owner. No voting rights. <laughs> Non-voting shares. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's, not, she's not kidding, you guys. <laughs> I'm Alrighty. a slave. Welcome to episode eight. Today we have a mini episode for you. Um, I think we just peaked the audio so much, but yeah, whatever. it's all right. <laughs> whatever. Sorry for having fun. Sorry. Sorry, we're so cute My and bad. in love. Um, today's mini episode is going to be on building your personal brand and growing your social media and building an aesthetic and having a cutesy little brand that you love and other people are obsessed with too. So obviously, I'm going to take the, the lead on this episode because this is Elliot's area of expertise. I am the expert on cute Instagram posts. Yeah, for real. So have you guys followed Lightheart Elliot? Have you followed Lightheart Elliot? Oh my gosh, <laughs> what if I actually got like a bunch of new <laughs> new followers after this? I won't. Elliot's personal brand is not very strong. No, my my <laughs> personal brand is weak. I need to learn a <laughs> thing or two from this episode. Already, uh, the one of the number one questions I always get asked is, how do you create an aesthetic? How do you create a brand? How do you create an image for your business that people are attracted to? Um, and I have a few answers for this, but number one, it, it took time. You know, when you first start your lash business, um, you're or you're gonna suck, or your beauty it. business in general, you're not gonna have found your footing yet, right? Because your your photos are gonna be eyeballs, eyeballs. I think I think every single lash artist starts out with just a Instagram feed full of eyeballs. Yeah, and for lash artists, it's difficult to build such a personal storytelling brand that people relate with because we're taking pictures of eyeballs in poorly lit rooms. Yep. Um. And that's kind of it. Step one, get a ring light. <laughs> Step two, post a picture of your face. Yeah, I think number one, if you're new and you're like, okay, I don't know what my color scheme is. I don't know kind of what my niche is. I don't know what the pillars of my brand look like. Start by posting pictures and videos of who you are and why you do what you do. I think that's truly step one. Um, and I think I started on Instagram for my, my Lash Business page probably about in 2018 yep it was about in 2018 and i had no real aesthetic i posted pinteresty pictures of the beach um and yep. was I had, this was this before or after you mass reported your instagram account should we talk about that just I for mean, fun you could, yeah you could throw it in there okay guys i'm not <laughs> here's the thing i'm not a social media guru <laughs> and it's not um, it hasn't historically been my area of expertise. I, I would like to think I'm somewhat good at working Instagram now. Um, Up until, what I, was it, three months ago, your recovery email for your Instagram account was an email that you do not have access to. That I made in fourth grade. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, Madison, your account has like 25,000 followers. You need to be able to recover it if someone yeah. hacks it. Um, but I had an original page, which was originally Maddie the Lash Lady, and it had a good like 2,000 followers on it People from my hometown it. so it was a big 
uh, following of people that were clients of mine or potential clients of mine, a very valuable page, right? And one time I got logged out of my account. You know what happens. Like Instagram says you've been logged out, can't log back in. You don't know your password. You were logged out of your account. I thought that like the Taliban hacked me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that I was hacked and I got so spooked by it. And I was so not social media savvy. Like I didn't know what I was doing. So I went on my personal page and I said, guys, my business page has been hacked. Can everyone please report my account so it gets taken down? And all my friends were like, yes, girl. Absolutely. Anything sir, for you, yes, queen. Sir. So everyone in my life reported my perfectly fine business account. Totally and then fine. I got an email a couple days later and Instagram was like, hey, like here's a recovery password to get back in. You're like, awesome. Thanks. Um, so <laughs> my account's gone. It's gone now. Can you guys like get it back? And they were like, no. Nope. Sorry. So I have not always been good at, at social media. And I think that story sums it up. And Elliot has never let me see the end of <laughs> that. That was, that was kind of goofy. Elliot was that like, was girl, you did one. what? You did what? He Cause, oh, the- yeah. Because she didn't tell me she was doing that. She told me like a day because we were already like dating at this point. And then she... I was an independent woman. I never yeah, asked no, her for she, help on anything. She never asked me to, for advice or anything. She didn't need it. And then <laughs> she told me, she was like, oh, man, I'm going through this crazy thing with Instagram right now. I got logged out of my account. So obviously I told everyone to to report it and it got banned. Ellie was like, you, what? I was like, you, you what? It just... I'm, I was like, my brain broke trying to understand like. So anyway, the logic I made a new I made a new Instagram. I rebranded myself in 2018 as Wildflower. You're Lash. like, you know what? This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. <laughs> a clean slate. <laughs> and um, I posted pictures of eyeballs, and I had a small local following, and I had a full book of clients, but no one really outside of, you know, my my hometown was was interested in my account, and then I sort of started to build a a name for myself and I was posting pictures of me and who I was and the trainings I've taken and why I care so much about my clients and why I care so much about my work and being a beginner that was still kind of unheard of in in the lash space like people were only posting pictures of eyeballs true that's all you posted you didn't post what products you used you didn't post about you have to gatekeep that it was gaslight gatekeep don't tell people what products you use that was the motto that was the motto baby (laughs) gaslight gatekeep girl boss and um i was very transparent about my journey and um my goals and who i was and my dreams and i sort of started to build this personal story brand that people followed along with but by the time that i was offering trainings people had such a clear history of what my work looked like and what it looked like now and how i got there because i was sharing every scrap of information Mm -hmm. i knew that got me there Mm -hmm. in hopes that it would help someone else um and there were a few other lash artists doing that at the time but none really where i was and I just felt like I've, I've always loved storytelling. I've always loved documenting my life. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was a little kid, I always wrote in a journal or I pretended to write my own magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked Instagram because it was just the creative outlet that I could have for my business. Oh, yeah. And that's we, how it kind of started out. Yeah, 100%. And like some people <clears throat> have had a lot of success building like brands in the lash industry by posting like very polished, very like impersonal stuff. And like just posting like beautiful work and posting like editorial pictures and stuff. But for us and for you, it was a lot easier and much more enjoyable 
to not have to be so polished all the time. If that's your personality and you just feel more confident you putting, totally can putting out like portfolio style professional work with like maybe you, you can ha- absolutely grow that. Maybe way. you outsource and hire a professional photographer. Like you can absolutely do that. But for me, that just wasn't realistic. Like I wanted to post like work that I took on my iPhone. I still post work every day that I took from my oh, iPhone. Yeah. Um, and I wanted it to feel like just a real person doing real work. 100%. And and I will say, best. though, I think now, mm-hmm. like specifically in the last like year or two, it has become a lot harder to grow an account with that like really polished editorial style. Yeah, because because apps like Instagram are pushing more organic content. Oh, 100%. And, and I think p- the users in general and people who are on Instagram are just so used to seeing ads like that your brain as soon as you see something that looks like it could be an ad most even if it isn't just, they just immediately swipe yeah away. If, if you just have a photo that's like super airbrushed and don't you that, agree like, like don't you feel like you're more 100%. attracted to accounts that have like photo dumps and just very real photos yeah where it's like oh like i can relate to this i don't think twice when i see a photo of a beautiful model no no because you're like oh it's a they're trying to sell me something yeah and like if your... I'm like, what vitamins are they trying to get me to buy? Exactly. <laughs> what hair, skin, and nails gummies are they selling? Yeah. <laughs> but but if what you... potions does this woman <laughs> trying to seduce me with? What MLM are they in? <laughs> um, yeah, for real. So people are just more attracted nowadays to to authentic content that they can tell is like taken by a person. Hundo percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and as far as like creating an aesthetic, I. I know that aesthetics don't really matter that much on any on Instagram anymore, but I like having an aesthetic. It's nice. It I like good. it. And okay. no, okay, I think there is one very important thing yeah. about having an aesthetic. Yeah. And it is that it makes your work very recognizable without having to use a watermark. That is true. I don't watermark my photos anymore. I used to, but it's You like, didn't, and then you started because people started stealing them. And then you were like, I mean, they're going to steal them anyway. Because then they just started cropping in past the watermark. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to put Some the watermark just on re- the remove face. remove my watermark. I'm oh, like, yeah. They okay. would just like scribble over it. I'm like, if you took that much it's work like, to remove my watermark, you, you can, deserve you it. You can have it, babe. You can have it. <laughs> But, um, but yeah. but having an aesthetic, so it should be colors that you are naturally attracted to. So yeah, make it make your Instagram feed what you like to look yeah, at. Yeah, it doesn't have to look like mine or any other big mm. creators page to be, you know, a, a perfect aesthetic for no. you. Like if you're attracted no. to neon orange and black, and those are your favorite colors, <laughs> it's just a, a Halloween page. No, I, I know some girls that their aesthetic is like neon green and purple and orange and black and black and that's their thing and they have found their ideal their target customers because oh, yeah. it's people that are attracted to that sort of color scheme. Yeah. And and same with me. I just love neutrals. And I they love, all live in the UK. Yeah. I just love neutrals. I love tan and beige and cream and, and peach colors. And so it's like that those are the colors of my home and my space and and my page just was a reflection of that naturally. And so when we built the studios, it was kind of a no-brainer. We knew exactly what colors we were doing for everything. True. Um, and I think a lot of the renters that rented from us were attracted to the building because they were attracted to that kind of vibe too. 100%. Um, and so that is that is an important aspect of, of building an aesthetic is creating a brand recognition where people can see a photo or a video of yours and they don't even need to know who that video is from. They just instantly know without you saying it. True. And that's 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 what a real brand is yeah and nowadays a real brand like it's you if you're a lash artist and you're trying to build a brand like post videos with your voice talking and post photos of yourself and 
um just pick colors that you like and you resonate with like three to five colors that you can just stick to um and i don't rely on on heavy editing anymore mostly because you can't with video content now that's being pushed um Mm -hmm. so i make sure that all my videos are shot with a very clean white background Mm -hmm. my models are wearing neutral colors my clients you know i i have their hair done yeah um yeah you can't go in and like fix all the colors and because you can't go in and fix all the colors anymore in presets yeah Yeah. and then um oh what was i gonna say i was gonna say something talking about aesthetics keep keep going um i'll think of it and and the people that you know will be your target customers and clients renters whatever it is they will just be naturally attracted to what you put out there because it'll resonate with some people 100 percent. oh one um like there's specifically with like the studios and everything and like our aesthetic like and and it goes for instagram too is like by leaning in to a very specific aesthetic it makes it so much easier to find people who really resonate with it than if we were trying to do something very that would like appeal to as many people as possible Mm -hmm. like it's always going to be easier to build a fan base if you find something that you really really like and you just lean into it hard Mm -hmm. as opposed to like switching aesthetics every few months because you're like oh well maybe i need to find get some followers who like this look or maybe i need to get some followers that like this look and you keep switching like you just Figure out something that you like. What is that, you? Yeah, exactly. Because if you like it, there's going to be other people that like it. Just naturally. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, the really cool thing for Lash Artist was to be super edgy online. 100%. Like, everyone was saying, everyone was saying swear words. <laughs> no, but, like, everyone was just, like, swearing a lot in their caption and, like, just having very, like... Um, and, and it's cool to have that aesthetic. Like, that's If fine, that's yours, but, yeah. But, but I remember. Notice. But I remember I was like, dang, like, am I not cool enough? Like, everyone is just, like, yeah, cooler dang. than the other. And everyone just had, like, middle fingers all over their pages yeah. and every and all the stuff. And, like, I'm not a square. I'm really cool. I, I, I promise. I promise, guys. I'm really cool. I've no, gone to, I go to parties. Yeah, I'm really cool, guys. No, but I was just like, really cool. I was like, dang, like, is my page lame? Like, am I just not as cool God, as these people? So but lame. I was like, no, like, they have their audience and I have yeah. mine. And... Like, not that I'm super polished or anything, but, like, I just naturally gravitate to more of, like, a lighter, airier, calmer aesthetic. Yeah. Cute girl aesthetic. Yeah. I, I like... Um, Your page is for the sweeties and the cuties. It's for the sweeties and the cuties. And and, 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 I, and I think those pages are really cool. And, like... Yeah. Well, and you'll notice the and pages... I, and, and I think it's good that those people leaned into yes. how they like that's their jam well and the ones that did really well when that was like the thing was the girls who that was their entire aesthetic all the time all the time you can tell when it's fake and someone's trying to be like be an edge like when yeah when it like that was the wave because there was there was like probably a year period where it's like everyone's doing it and when that was the wave like the girls who really succeeded doing that were the ones who no that was their their personality exactly but the girls who like jumped on the trend like they rode the trend a little bit maybe they got some followers and stuff but then as soon as it died out it didn't really help their brand long term at all no It, it probably hurt their brand more than it helped yeah and and i definitely took a few years to try to figure out like what my aesthetic was what my vibe was and it just it just took years it's just like you it know takes time. going through 100%. puberty yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah and then eventually you blossom <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know my instagram was just wearing its training bra you know, it had to, <laughs> to grow up <laughs> it did it did um yeah so that we got color scheme aesthetic mm-hmm. what else what other aspects of building 
a brand do you think are really important? I think you need, um, I think they're called your pillars, like your brand pillars yep. is really important. Yeah, your so values. Like your values and your morals, sitting down with a list in front of you and just writing out whether you're starting um whether you're starting your lash brand or whatever you know business you're in um just thinking like okay what are my five to seven pillars what am i going to talk about online how is it helpful um how is this you know improving someone's life why do i care about this what's important to me so i actually have mine written down in my notes what are they tell tell the people let them know because and I actually wrote these down like a month ago because I was oh. just like I don't really know what to post because I can't just post anything it doesn't really align with what I'm doing let me see okay my pillars the things that I'm really passionate passionate about that really spark joy for me that I'm I'm passionate about talking about I know that I have a lot of expertise in these areas um it's not everything but it's growing your clientele yep pricing yep salon suites inspiration just general inspiration content and client relationships. Those are mine. That's great. Yeah. And those are like the big things you focus on and people follow you because you focus on those things and because they want to learn those things. Yeah. If someone wants to learn about like retention or isolation or like beginner lash tips, like there's other accounts that really hone in on that stuff. But 100%. those are, those are my pillars. That's what like I get excited to post about. hundred percent. I like teaching people how to get busy, how to get booked, how 100%. to build their clientele. That just makes me happy. I know it, it, it directly impacts their lives. Oh, and it makes you so much more successful to focus on the things that you like. And I just about. don't really care about making fan videos that much. Well, yeah. And, I and like teaching fanning in person. And you're going to post so much more and it's yeah. going to be so much higher quality if you're talking about things that you actually care about. Yeah. Don't tr don't try to post like everyone else does. Yeah. Also, like some people just see what's trending and they jump on that. Yep. And you'll burn out a lot faster. Well, and you don't have the experience talking about that stuff that the people who have that is their thing have talking about it like yeah. if if anime lashes are a big trend and you are like oh i gotta hop on hop on this like your posts aren't gonna do as well as the people who like are anime lash like the girls who invented it like figure out what your thing is make that your thing and if it as you get better at it then that could become a trend and then you're the best one yeah. doing it don't force yourself to make content you don't want that's actually a great example you should tell them about my anime lash story I think you should tell them. I think it's a good story. Listen, everybody, anime I think, lashes. I think I'm the enemy, so we shouldn't we shouldn't talk. <laughs> Elliot is our my, enemy in this my story. Perspective. <laughs> yeah, tell them. Um, so anime lashes, as you guys know, were trending like six months ago. It was like that really crazy spiky, uh, gappy set, and Elliot was like, "Girl, you have to Go. do anime do lashes because everyone is doing, doing them, them, popping on the trend." And I said, <laughs> "I don't like how those look. I don't know how to create them." I don't like how they look. They're just not my jam. And Ellie was like, but these reels are blowing up. Girls love anime lashes. See, we're not perfect. And then my friend group turned on me. <laughs> yeah, and, everyone and said. And they were like, Madison. do anime lashes. Do them right now. You're the best. And I was like, guys, whoa. My clientele doesn't want those. They are super beautiful, but I'm just not into them. And like, it's not my 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 content pillar. See, I may have been wrong, but I was persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> and um i i never did them instead i mm -hmm. tried to experiment around with the anime lash style and i ended up creating a set that i called maybe you've heard of angel lashes oh ho, ho. guys i came up with it pulled it right out of my butt um and i did a set i was actually experimenting with creating an anime lash set and i ended up creating that um 0.03 classic Beautiful. set that i called angel Iconic. lashes um i just randomly came up with the name because they were light and and angelic and heavenly and angelic and i called them angel lashes and um rather than me forcing myself 
to do a style and pump out content because it was trending uh, and ride someone else's, you know, trend. I created my own and everyone thought it was really cool. And everyone thought it was really cool. And it was so much better because it was your own thing. That that was an Elliot L. And now I teach a course on it and everyone loves them. Yep. And they're, they're hot and trending now. And do you know who wants anime lashes? No one. No one. Maybe, maybe anime characters. (laughs) Who's, who is listening to this that, you know, that (laughs) consistently gets anime lashes? (laughs) Who is going in for their fill? Who's going in for their fill and saying, can I get the anime lash set? There was girls for like a two month period. It was though. a trend. It was a trend. It was a trend. It was a trend. It was a trend. Hopefully, angel lashes stick around. A no, they're longer. sticking around. People are literally adding them to their service menu. Let's go. They're awesome. I did because they're awesome. I did three angel sets today. Because angel lashes are the greatest lash style of all time, and nothing is better. <laughs> that was an L for Elliot. Learn, learn <laughs> that. Okay, that, you, one. that put the L in Elliot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. Which honestly, it's fine. Which is okay. But but I think it's the okay. lesson there I'm was was it. that you know follow your arrow, babe. Yeah. Don't lean into a trend just because everyone don't else is doing it. Don't listen to your husband. It. Create your own trends. Men are dumb. Don't listen to men. Men are stupid. Yeah. If a man tells you something, don't listen. Close your ears. We hate men. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast just completely switches. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to My Last Two Brain Cells, where we talk about how much we hate men. <laughs> they are stinky and they suck. Okay. Okay. This is the shorty episode, so let's finish it out quick. What is your final tip on how to build a brand? Build a brand. Uh... Oh boy! What else did we do to build Lightheart? We, I think the last thing was we didn't share just the good parts. No, no. Well, and you you shared from the beginning, like yeah. showing them that it was a, like you started out where everyone else is, or maybe even below where everyone else yeah, is. Yeah, I was not great. Who's following you? And then you. I did showed... mass report my own account. You did mass report. <laughs> I don't think many people have done I d- that. I just think I that think is it's a really low point. important for people to build trust and credibility with you to see not just the good things. Yeah. And to see the mistakes you've made and to 100%. see the nights where you're crying. And obviously don't be a mess, but. Um, yeah, don't don't go on your Instagram and cry every day. But. But like if you're, having, if you're having a rough time, be like, hey, it's guys. okay, girl. It was a rough week. Yeah. Um, I just think in this day and age, like people are people are leaving social media apps like crazy because they're tired of the inauthenticity. The fakeness. So I think if you can just bring a what's, little what's the biggest social media app right now? Be, be real. Because people want to be real. Yeah. So babes, <laughs> be real. Yeah. This is this episode is sponsored by This is sponsored by Be Real. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but if they did, I'd be so I'd happy. I'd be on Be Real with my <laughs> <laughs> But you are good. I love Be Real. I love Be Real. <laughs> um no i just think it's important that if you're building if you're building a brand it's important to show the behind the scenes it's it's important to show how you got here especially if you're doing education especially if you're doing education people don't want to learn from perfect people that got there overnight that woke up and became experts at their craft people want to learn from people that did the hard the hard work that you know had to go through a lot um even if you're even like if you're building a lash brand like not even an education brand like if you if you're starting a lash brand right now and you're like man i don't like no one wants to buy my lashes like product yeah like products like if you're starting that you're building products you're going through the process of starting a lash brand how literally like you could get so like okay it would blow up if someone started a lash brand and they're like hey i'm Okay, what what are all the things I need to do? I, I would actually to, love to follow that story. 100%. I need to find some suppliers. You document the entire pr- process of you like, okay, I, I talked to all these suppliers on Alibaba. Wow, they sucked. I saw, talked to this 
uh, actual factory in Vietnam. I toured a factory. It was a little better. Yeah, like I fa- I just FaceTimed like one of the guys there today. They like showed me their stuff. I'm getting samples. Like, oh my gosh, my samples just came in. Wow, these ones are really bad. Testing, oh my gosh, yeah. these ones are good. Because then, are... then what if like a year down the line you drop a product line? People know people how are gonna be much like, wow, blood, sweat, and tears you went 100%. in to testing and 100 percent yeah and making sure that that product was top of the line before you you put it out it's not just another product you put out yeah there. people are gonna see i would much rather buy from that brand oh 100 i would buy from that brand than just someone like, telling me that they're dark and matte and fluffy 100 i saw them go Which through I'll, I'll still buy them if they're dark matte and fluffy <laughs> i got no type but um, i no, but like you saw them go through like tw- 20 products that sucked and you're like okay well i've seen that they've done the testing i trust that they've like i mean i've seen i don't have to trust them because i've seen them actually like like, it's so funny a lot of people a lot of people open salons or like salon suites right and they have grand openings and it's like their friends and family are there Mm -hmm. i think the reason why our grand opening had such huge success was because i brought people along for the process Oh, 100%. For nine months. And there were times where I was like, who's watching this? Who cares? Like, this is so stupid. I'm so embarrassed. Like, turned out, you know, whatever. But people cared. But it's so funny because people were watching that I didn't know were watching because they weren't messaging me during the building process. No. But on the day of the grand opening, I got like a thousand messages. It was insane. It was insane. My phone People was, showed up from other states. People literally, Lash just drove across the US insane. to be at the grand opening. And I realized at that moment, like, people were watching and That's people so were, sweet. people related because they were like oh my gosh this is a young girl who's in my position like doing this thing and it kind of was like rooting for the underdog story yeah. you know like people want to we were <laughs> we were the underdogs, <laughs> we were the underdogs. um but they it didn't want us to win but it made me so happy to realize like people were supporting supporting me through that that year of hardship because i was documenting it and so, i was like you know the the underground pipes are going in and you know our permits got pushed out and it's costing more like i was talking about all that yep and so i think our our salon suite brand was strong by the time we opened like it's so because people want the underdog to win 100 100 and i think there is a real shift from people supporting and giving getting accounts getting traction that are like super polished and like trying really hard to be like tiffany or louis vuitton and Mm -hmm. just put out like we are luxury and unapproachable and it's Mm -hmm. like it's so one then then you won't get a lot of people approaching you yeah because you're unapproachable and also it's so much harder to do that and so much more expensive like getting editorial images is expensive like it's so much cheaper to take photos on your on your iphone and like post reels from the car and be like hey guys this is my life and oftentimes you'll do so much better if you're like talking about the things you care about and like giving people a real look into your life and it works the best if you're doing things that are big and interesting like if you are if you want to build like a really strong brand in that way by being authentic like don't try to pour everything into editorial pictures and like a super polished brand like pour everything into doing things that you find uh important and yeah doing things that you find meaningful and big and like following your dreams as like corny as it sounds because like if you post your journey to like hey guys i want to start this lash brand and i don't know where to start like one people are going to want to help you and two once you do start people are going to want to support you Mm -hmm. and like 
with the education stuff, like by saying like, hey, like the goal of this education is to help you become the best lash artist you can be. And like everything I do is the goal is helping you get better. Like and that is like the biggest dream that you have in your business. Like people want to support that. And they're like, wow, she really cares about teaching people like really well. So she must have a really good training because like I've seen for the last five years, her entire life has just been about making her trainings better. Yeah. So that's how you build a brand. Period, Elliot. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of My, My Lash Two Brain Cells. We'll catch you on the next one. Smooches. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Is this our Christmas episode? <gasps> it, wait, okay. So next. I'm not filming next week. I'm busy. 16. I'm not filming next week. Okay. Oh, so this week's just going to be one mini episode? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's good. I guess that works. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas. Come on, guys. What do you want from us? <laughs> They're saying, oh, no, give us a full episode for Christmas. Guys, I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go home. Uh, drop a comment on what you want to hear us talk about in the new year. Yeah, drop a comment if you're on YouTube. If you're on Spotify or Apple. Because just... next, next year, 52 episodes are dropping. 52 Can you believe that? We're going to film ones. 52. Maybe more. Don't say 52 big ones. 52 big ones. Sounds like... Big episodes. Sounds like poop. <laughs> what? In what world? <laughs> it, I know. Wouldn't big ones be like $100 bills? No. Like 10 big ones. Like if, if your uncle is like, oh, I got to go drop a big one. <laughs> like, you know what that means. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. If you were going to say you were going to go drop a big one. <laughs> I didn't say we're going to drop 52. <laughs> okay we'll cut that out um okay no but if you're listening on spotify or apple just shoot us a dm or something say hey talk about this we probably will and we will because yeah. we need ideas yeah okay love you guys <laughs> love bye. you so much Merry bye Christmas.